I'm Marianne Kolbisak McGee, Executive Editor at Information Security Media Group. Today I'm speaking with Adam Myers, Senior Vice President of Intelligence at security firm CrowdStrike about recent attacks involving the Hive ransomware gang. Hive ransomware was also the subject of a recent alert by the FBI. So Adam, for starters, for those who aren't familiar with Hive, please describe the ransomware and the gang's tactics as far as we know. So it's a relatively newcomer on the ransomware space, and ransomware has been exploding over the last couple of years, as anybody that has been following the news would certainly be aware. The Hive is a group that has solutions for multiple platforms, and uh, that's, that's interesting in and of itself. A lot of the ransomware actors out there really focus on one particular platform like Windows. Uh, this group has capabilities for Windows, Linux, and also has been targeting ESXi hypervisors, which is another tactic that's relatively new in the ransomware space. We've blogged about it in the past, but these actors have been looking for ways to increase the pressure, increase the pain that they're inflicting on their victims in order to compel them to pay faster and more. And so one of the things that the Hive has been able to do is to create uh, the ability to run their ransomware against ESXi, which is where a lot of virtualized servers and things of that nature are leveraging that technology. They uh, are using Golang, which is um, more, more modern uh, programming language and, and has been something that a lot of adversaries have been moving towards over the last couple of years. So they've been on the scene for, for a little while here. And you know we're not quite sure yet if it's ransomware as a platform or it's a closed group, there's some indications that it might be kind of a platform that, that has a very select group of affiliates, but we're, we're still continuing to look into that. So Adam, we've seen several attacks in the healthcare sector and in other sectors where Hive has been implicated. How do these attacks differ from some of the other ransomware attacks we've been seeing? You mentioned that the platforms are you know, more extensive. You know, what else kind of stands out about the Hive attacks? You know, the fact that they're they're kind of new and that they've been very aggressive is noteworthy. But, you know, as you said, ransomware has been a problem, a, a, score, a scourge for quite some time now. And one of the things that these ransomware groups, whether they be closed groups of threat actors or if they are uh, more platform oriented, is that they are looking for victims that are going to have some sort of operational imperative. In other words, they need to be up and running or there's going to be some negative consequence. The victim uh, will have some negative consequence from not being up and running. So technology platforms, manufacturing and healthcare have been ideal targets for that because the you know, healthcare, if, if you can't have your admissions up and running at a hospital, if you can't get access to customer and patient records, that creates a palpable sense of concern, rightfully so, for customers and, and for the practitioners. So these threat actors do tend to focus on healthcare, and, and some of the earliest ransomware attacks were actually against the healthcare sector for that reason. The healthcare sector entities are vulnerable because, again, you know, they are up and running all the time and they, their systems need to be functioning in order to take care of patients. Are there any other sorts of characteristics in the healthcare sector that, that's making the entities in this sector vulnerable to these attacks or, you know, a good target for these gangs or perpetrators? 
clearly they found that they can get in fairly regularly. Uh, I wouldn't say necessarily easily in all healthcare, you know, that's a pretty wide sector across the globe. So, you know, there's some that are stronger in terms of security posture than others. So, you know, these actors are looking for the weaker members of the pack there and, and picking them off as they, uh, as they conduct their operations. So Adam, do you have any advice for healthcare sector entities in terms of either looking out for indicators of compromise or things that they should be doing with their systems to make them less of a target? Yeah, so there's a couple of things that I tell everybody that's concerned about ransomware, and it's not necessarily sector specific. The first thing is, you know, really we're talking about basic hygiene. And, you know, if, if you have the ability to implement things like principle of least privilege and making sure you have a mature vulnerability management, patch management program, having, you know, network segmentation, these are all critical concepts. And increasingly, uh, one of the things that we're telling a lot of organizations to look into and move onto is zero trust technology, because, you know, especially in in the last year and a half with COVID and, and work from home and work from anywhere, really, things like zero trust can be a huge differentiator for organizations that don't want to fall victim to these types of attacks. For the larger healthcare uh, groups and, and those that really probably are, are a big target, the other thing that, we, that we've been talking about has been threat hunting. There are lots of ways to, to do threat hunting. There's managed threat hunting services. There's, you could hire your own threat hunters. And when I talk about threat hunting, it's important because you're really going out and kind of making contact with the adversary. You're not waiting for everything to show up and get encrypted. And when you're doing that, you're being proactive and you're able to kind of engage with them as soon as they make access to a system, which is really critical because the longer that they have on a system, the longer that they've been able to get access, the more damage that they can do, the the better the chances are that they can move laterally, that they can escalate privilege, and that they could do a lot of things that will enable them to conduct a ransomware attack. So it's important to make sure that you are using threat hunting and and that you're able to leverage that effectively. The other thing that is important as well in that that realm is what we would call next-gen antivirus. You know, legacy antivirus products are no longer effective at stopping these types of threats. They're, they're compiling new versions of the ransomware for every incident. They are creating novel tooling, and they know how to get around legacy antivirus products. Next-gen antivirus uses machine learning to classify things as malicious. And that's really critical because as you start to use machine learning, you can find new threats before anybody even knows about them, before any product knows about it, because it's, it's being able to determine if something's malicious sight unseen just by various measurements or heuristics of that particular threat. The fourth thing, uh, and, and there's five, by the way, the, the fourth thing that I tell everybody is you got to run exercises. Tabletop exercises are absolutely critical. And if you're able to leverage tabletop exercises with the executive team, with the directors, the managers, the IT staff, you can actually start to walk through what would happen if we came in today and everything was encrypted because you could have the best backup solution in the world. But if you don't know what you're going to restore first or who to call or how to do it, you're going to find that you're you're kind of trying to fight with one arm tied behind your back. So it's critical to go through these 
exercises quarterly, monthly, and make sure that you kind of build that battle rhythm, that cadence of here's how we react to these types of threats. And it doesn't just have to be ransomware, by the way, it could be any number of threats. And then finally, having the threat intelligence, understand who these threat actors are, how they operate, what their tooling looks like, enables you to better defend your organization, your business against these threats. In terms of attacks by Hive, are there telltale signs when organizations are hit by Hive that you know that, oh, geez, this is Hive versus some other ransomware? And does the data get encrypted? Is the data exfiltrated? What are some of the things that organizations that get hit by Hive should be aware of? It's both. We've seen that they have what we call a dedicated leak site for this threat, and that is called Hive Leaks. So typically they'll come in, They'll, they'll get access to a system through any number of means. But once they get in, they're going to use their tools to move laterally. That means to go across the network, to escalate privilege, to, to get to an administrative level on the, uh, on the network. And then they'll steal information and they'll also encrypt the files that are on the platform. And then effectively, they will release that sensitive information, potentially patient records or, or HIPAA-related data publicly in order to make it very painful for the victim and that they will maybe consider paying to avoid that happening and also to get their data back. And they use pretty strong encryption, uh, by the way, as well. The other thing that's important to kind of note about that is this group has been only active for a little bit of time here. So we don't really have a strong amount of information on this group at this point. So we're continuing to monitor really day in and day out to see how they, they develop and how they mature. And you mentioned that it's a fairly new group. Any idea who might be behind the group? Typically, these groups are Eastern European, Russian. Um, They tend to have the technical knowledge and the governments there tend to be fairly laissez-faire about actually prosecuting or going after these groups. They they see it as a Western problem. So it is not an environment where they have to really be concerned about law enforcement coming after them. And finally, Adam, any predictions for what's next in the evolution of ransomware and other cyber attacks, especially as healthcare sector entities are targeted in the months to come? You know, I think that they are, you know, clearly as this group shows that they're innovating, they're looking for new platforms to target new ways to make it painful for the victim. And so, you know, you look at going after ESXi is a relatively new development. We only track a handful of groups that go after that hypervisor. And you can expect that these groups will also go after containerized environments and potentially look for ways to exploit mobile or cloud platforms in a similar way in order to generate large ransom payments and, and demands. Well, thank you, Adam. I've been speaking to Adam Myers. I'm Marianne Kolbesak-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.